Hi, everybody. Welcome to the SOS uh, Small Business Podcast, where we're all about helping you build your brand that will survive and then helping you, of course, to thrive. So helping you means learning new things, being more creative, uh, being adaptable and flexible. And uh, as you can see, my very special guest hanging out with me here today um, she is all about that. And she just shared a story with me before we began that talked about how adaptable and flexible we have to be in this day and age. And uh, I'm sure she'll, she'll chat on it a little bit more as well. But as you guys know, I'm your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, and uh, coming to you from my beautiful home in Atlanta, Georgia. And it's a beautiful day out today. We've had so much rain, it's unbelievable. So it's a blue sky out there and I'm excited. I can feel the sun coming in through the window and it feels really good right now. Um, I'm, you guys, I'm thrilled to be able to kind of be back on track. I've been kind of off, off track a little bit here for the last few weeks in my podcast. So I'm excited not only to bring it back um, for this month, but to bring it back with our very special guest, Vivian McKinder, which I'll share more of her with you um, if you don't already know her, of course. Now, we talk about in the SOS Small Business Success Podcast, we talk about what I call the five anchors of success and their sales, operations, mindset, marketing, and education. And today we're tapping, we're tapping into all of them because uh, I promise you we're going to go through the cycle of all of this so that you can see that that's where you're going to be at success. However, I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about mindset, one of my favorite topics. Um, and, and our title today, of course, is Mindset for Success. So welcome, welcome, Miss Vivian McKinder. Now, they say you're the hairdresser's hairdresser. And I, I, I'm sorry, I have, I have to agree with this 110% that you absolutely are. So I appreciate you being here today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah. Now, I, I've known you for many years. We've worked together in many different capacities. Um, you've been one of my favorite educators in the industry for eons, of course. And one of the things that I that I adore about you is to be able to see you continue to keep that level of professionalism for our industry that has been a challenge to some degree for us to kind of maintain that, you know. And I'm and I'm okay with things evolving and, and growing and and you know becoming more casual and everything, but I honor you for always having that level of professionalism that that is in there and your your ability to be able to kind of evolve with the times um, what needs to be taught what needs to be learned where's the gap that we need to fill um, what are people struggling with what fears are showing up and you know all of those fall into that mindset arena there and every time I turn around and I see what you're up to I'm like she's just right on target right on target and, you know, I can I, I know that all that you've accomplished, the many awards, the, you know, the, the, the hairdresser TV, the, uh, the 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 movies that you've created. I'm not just a hairdresser, like all of that, of course, is added to this foundation for your success. But I'm really interested in what you're about now. And more importantly, I love the part of uh, what you shared with me that you said it only took 40 years to figure out. So I'm going to ask you, and then we'll go into kind of more what our, 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 our show is going to be about today. What took you 40 years to figure out? 
Well, I always say it's, it's, it's now over 40 years to become an overnight success um, because uh, people don't see what you do behind the scenes. They see the end result. So whether it's an image on Pinterest or Instagram and you see that end result, uh, do you know what went on behind the scenes in order to get there? And um, staying humble, because I've always believed that our happiness is seated in progress. Mm-hmm. And if we're not progressing, that means we're standing still. And for myself, standing still means moving backwards. And I think it takes courage for us all to recognize the habits that serve us and work. And then the habits that do not serve us anymore, they've become out of date and to reinvent. And uh, there was a beautiful quote I read years ago, and I've always held on to it so dearly. To discover new horizons, you have to have courage to lose sight of the shore. Mm. And so if someone comes to me with a closed hand because they're holding on to a past belief, mindset, technique, attitude, their hands are closed and they cannot receive the information that I'm trying to impart. So there has to be a letting go, a surrender in order to swim to that new goal, that new horizon. And um, I love the journey of helping somebody fall in love with who they become and I think it's about that journey because the destination is a moment in time but the journey is so 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 long and so you better enjoy that journey so that you when you get that reward you know like whether it's a winning a naha or winning whatever it may be it's a moment it's a few seconds but the journey to get there was so huge so that to me is why you know it took 40 years to become an overnight success And uh, and I, I love that process in it. And and I know today you wanted to talk about, you know, we, we called it mindset for success. Um, and you shared a story on the front end of, you know, like something came up yesterday and we had to you had to be flexible and adaptable to be able to make it work. And, you know, I I had been interviewing um, someone that just came out of school for an assistant position with our salon and you know, I, she, as she was sharing with me what she had learned and what she still feels like she needs to, you know, better be skilled in and where her confidence level was at and all of those things. Um, it occurred to me that, you know, back in the day I did 1500 hours to become a licensed cosmetologist still today it's 1500 hours, but there's so much more to learn in what they need in order to be successful today. So of course we know that, you know, we're, we might be like, throwing out all of this, you know, these hacks at school saying they're just not doing a good job. They're just not doing a good job, but there's much more to learn. And in 1500 hours, they're just not going to accomplish it all. So, you know, I think salons are really, you know, they're set up to fail or they're set up to succeed with being able to take that person and, and help develop them even further. But this is kind of the gap that you have bridged. Um, for a lot of professionals and salons is to be able to help build that foundation between what they know and what they really need to know. Absolutely. And, you know, today you've got to speak to the voice and the language that's out there and not judge it, understand it, because every generation had had, has had its value. You know, my father was a military man, short back and sides and uh, 
when my brother became a hippie, it was appalling that he had this long hair hanging out, dude, and smoking marijuana. And my father's a stiff upper lip British gentleman. So, you know, we critique the generation today, but let's just go back in time. Every generation has had its brilliance and some of its challenges. So I think you've got to meet them where they are. I went one time, I was asked to go into a salon, this is in Vancouver years ago, and the salon was starting to dwindle. It wasn't attracting the kind of staff that they needed. And I said, well, I can come in and create a training program for you that is so solid, you become the best known salon for your education. Mm -hmm. And I said, you focus on taking care of your guests. Let me help you build your team. So I built an educational system, which bless it. It was, this is years ago. It was a baby, baby thing. And I put together my little tiny manual. It was so cute. Uh, And those were the seeds of where I am today. And so I put together the training and um, we started to attract more and more applicants. And we got at one point this pile of applicants because the training word got out there that if you go there, you'll get this most extraordinary training and you can be earning, you know, six figure income, blah, 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 the opportunities, et cetera. So we started with the fundamentals of an incredible training, love and compassion and caring. Let's take you on your success path. And that salon went from being very floundering and a has been to a vibrant salon, highly successful for attracting the right kind of people that methodology never will go away never. So you, no and you've got to be it you know when I say to people like what kind of client do you want to attract to, to write out all the descriptives of what that client is how much money they want to spend etc cetera, etc cetera. What, what are the virtues of that client and once they've written that down I always say to them well do you have those virtues mm-hmm. because you've got to be it in order to have it. So it's easy to complain about generations, staff, attitudes, mindset, but you've got to be the virtues you want to attract. And you've got to create that platform where people can grow and you've got to measure growth. So wherever they are, you've got to be able to say, okay, now in one month's time, this is what I expect. And so when somebody comes in and says, oh yeah, I know how to do that. I can do a Bob, show me. I'd like to see a photograph of it. And by the way, I've got this photograph here. I want you to carbon copy it. Mm -hmm. If you can carbon copy it, then guess what? You will teach that class. Oh, really? And then when they go and supposedly they can do that haircut. I, by the way, yesterday did a clipper haircut 100% with with, uh, and did a graduated bob. Never, ever done it before. And I thought, I'm going to take my students through (laughs) what it's like to be vulnerable. Because I'm more interested in what I don't know than what I do know. So I said, guys, I was never trained on the Clippers, Sassoon's, Trevor Sorby, they weren't Clipper fans. So I'm going to now, I had to ask my students, which kind of Clipper do I get? Because I got the wrong kind, right? So I had my Clippers, I I asked them questions, I did a Clipper haircut, I graduated, da, 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 da. And then I photographed it and I tweaked it, I photographed it, I tweaked it. I spent quite some time and I thought, wow. That's my first clipper haircut. It was a fierce looking bob. Now, I said to my, my my group who are experienced in clipper haircuts, match it. And until you can match it, you've got to practice until you can't improve upon it. And that's a mindset. Mm, I love that. And um, yeah, because, you know, we can have the expertise and we can have the tools, but there's always more to learn. Always, always. But again, leadership. 
everything rises and falls on leadership. And I view like leadership as this jar of all these goodies. And if you put a lid on your leadership and your leadership's a five and you're keeping your people down because you're scared of whatever, whatever, they will never go beyond that. So you've put the lid on it. So you've always got to raise your lid, raise your standards and always encourage, always encourage. Your goal should be uh, that you are wanting people around you to be better than you. You've got to multiply. And as they're doing that, that's going to give you a place for you to go, for you to grow, for you to expand. So it's always back to self. At the end of the day, you know, we've always got to look at self first and say, what is my mindset before I complain about what the mindset is out there? That's that is very true. There's a lot to be said about that. Now, um, I know that you talk about being, you know, great leadership and, and you, uh, you know, you definitely have, have done the work on the leadership front. And, but what about this visionary piece? Like, you know, sometimes we can be good leaders, but then we don't have a vision. And I, and I, I feel like you, like you just kind of like capped it. If we don't raise the lid, we can't see what's possible. We just kind of like, no, I, I want to maintain what I have and, and not, you know, not rock the boat. We're in, we're in this kind of phase with our small businesses. Don't rock the boat. There's too many things that could go wrong if you rock the boat. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You can care for somebody. And like our parents cared for us. And sometimes we'd say, oh, mom, you're just saying that because you care. But sometimes what we need is somebody to say, that's not going to work. I care about you that much that I'm going to say no. And this is the why. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I think we have to be mindful of, of walking on eggshells because the, you, you said the important thing, a vision, because without a vision, you know, you, you're lost, you're drifting around. So to me, vision is everything. And I always say to people, you know, you should design your lifestyle and reverse your career into it. Mm -hmm. So what is your lifestyle? So are you attracting stylists that only want to work part time? Are you attracting clients who stylists who want to work a five day and they want to enter Naha and they want to do this and that and the other? Who are you attracting? And what is the what is that blueprint that you can have three people who are part time? You can have five people who are full time. And there's different strategies for these people because they have different life goals and you're reversing their lifestyle into the career pattern. So I think when you design something and you step back from the business and you look at what is my brand and what is what is that and who do I want as my team that's where it begins and even for people who are independent today that's a huge mantle of responsibility to carry everything all on your shoulders you are a salon owner you are everything how do you raise your lid who are your support team because you need that what can you outsource where you can actually feel like you're not so burden down so it is about vision so is it about getting your team together and brainstorming is it about putting post-it notes on a huge big space and saying right if we're reversing our our lifestyle into our career what is that and how can you have a brainstorming session to really look at what that is and how do you reinvent because what is what is your what is the market call you know I always say you know when you're looking at the market uh, you've got to be able to think about okay there's only three ways to make money right increase your clients increase your services and increase your prices so if everyone's saying well we want to make more money okay so that's 
going to be part of the vision. Now, in order to do that, what is the strategy to get there? And so I think you've got to really break it down and, and listen to the voices. Don't be intimidated by them. And, and, and whenever someone is stuck, I always say, well, what are your goals? And it's fascinating how some people who complain the most have no goals. Have no goals. And that's part of their problem. That's part yeah. of the luck of the vision, right? So when you're looking at, well, let's just pick one goal. Do they even believe in the goals? Maybe they set unrealistic goals, so they failed. And there's a great expression, we overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So if we set a goal that is unrealistic, we don't believe in goals anymore. So we don't do them. We don't want to get our hopes high, so we don't do it anymore. So we plod through life. And that's where leadership comes in to inspire people to go, you can do that. And, and, and our industry, unfortunately, has a lot of limiting beliefs. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yes. Yeah. And um, every time you have a conversation with somebody and when you ask that just that very pointed question of how did you get started in the industry? It's never like, oh, well, you know, it's always this backstory that is this massive limiting belief that kind of led them to. And so I decided to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, when I was at Sassoon's, I was a very shy, uh, awkward, not cool, not hip, not trendy, not gothic stylist. So I was very, very shy and I screwed up a lot of haircuts and I was so scared to ask for help because then they would see how bad I was and I thought they would fire me. And so I got myself into some really bad situations in destroying hair. And I, I made a promise to myself, I never want to stand behind my chair and not know the answer to something. I'm going to be a lifelong learner, which I still am. I'm, I'm hungry to learn. I'm curious. Um, it's fascinating. It keeps you humble. And, and I think that desire to learn and grow and be open and be curious and learn from a youngster and, and value their opinion, that's what makes you a richer person and and when you can embrace that that's so empowering but it wasn't always that way and so if I don't you know my life is a summation of my beliefs mm -hmm. right so if I don't believe I'm worthy if I don't believe I'm good enough then my life is going to be that platform but if I'm saying I'm 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 okay and I'm going to get better and better and better doors of opportunities open to you and you attract that. And I think we have to be so aware of what have we attracted around us? You know, it's so hard to climb the mountain and it's so easy to fall down. So we've always got to have a support team, someone who's going to push you, someone who's going to hug you and say, oh, don't worry, darling, it'll get better. And then someone, when you look over your shoulder, who you're mentoring. Mm -hmm. So if you have three, your supporter, someone you're mentoring and someone who's going to give you a big hug when it goes horribly wrong. Cause we've all got to have a, a moment's pity party, right? Yeah. If you've got all those three, then you can actually propel yourself through some of those sticky times. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. That's why I always say as a coach, I have a coach as a coach. I have a coach, you know, because I need somebody to do that too. I am, you know, I have to be the lifelong learner and I, and, and even in, any field, any industry right now, technology and the learning curve, it's not just one thing that you have to learn. You have to learn five. You have to learn 27 things to be able to make something happen today. It's not that easy to go from A to Z anymore. 
And uh, so I know that we, uh, we, we, we challenge ourselves, but we also can kind of fall into that space of, um, I want to give up. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to ask for help. You know? And my report would be to that, if you had the tools and the support to get you there, would you still feel the same? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you have to, that's, that's making that investment in yourself. And uh, sometimes that's a really hard yes to say to yourself, but it can be uh, one of the most powerful yeses. Oh, absolutely. Because if you don't invest in yourself, then that is it. And and you've got, you've got to be in the driver's seat of your career. And this, I think this is an incredible industry. Uh, it, it, you know, we, with AI exploding the way it is right now and the speed that things are happening, you know, part of my training that's been so fascinating, I say to people, put your tools down. We're going to, first of all, do an extraordinary consultation. That client's going to be so cared for. No tools, don't touch your tools yet. Vogue around the face and start to see the shape, the balance, the proportion, show the client the visual of how that hair is gonna sit around her face and and how you're going to create the beautiful balance and proportion and, and meet her where she lives. And then I say to them, right, now once you've got all that sorted out and you've got a clear picture, my voguing and my mapping around the face gives me my pattern and it, it, it shows me my way. So I've slowed that down. Then I say to them, right, we're going to do focal points. What's the length here? What's the length here? What's the length there? And we go and do a focal point, focal point, focal point. So we've mapped now. So now we are intentionally putting the length where we want it to be. We know our why. We've done a full consultation. We're still going slow. And then I say, we pick the method that's going to take us there in one haircut, not two haircuts, not a wet haircut, and then a dry haircut, then a detail, and then the thinning scissors, and the da 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 one haircut. And I take my people through one haircut, and they get there quicker, because mm -hmm. they're designing once. They're not removing hair, then designing. They're not removing hair and going, oh, it's shorter on one side than the other. Or the client saying, oh, my face feels fat or all of those things. They're now not in that recovery mode of fix, fix, fix. They work, they worked slower with such clarity, intentionality, and they got the yes from the client and the client knows what she's going. So many clients, I remember when I used to shampoo clients hair, I'd say, what are you having today? I don't know, um, something like kind of, and they would like, most of the clients have no idea what they're really having. If you yeah. said to draw the picture, it's not always that accurate. So the ability to describe and, and, and deliver on that promise, which is trust, is everything. You know, we're in the business of care, help, trust. Yeah. And if one of them is missing, you're in trouble. And it's not the client. It's not the economy. It's not the salon. It's not your cosmetology teacher. You're responsible through your knowledge and your skills to build those three pillars. And that's where the foundation of everything is. I think we kind of, and I'm going to ask you this, this would be a, this would be a good question to ask the expert here. I feel like a lot of times when I overhear consultations taking place, or I'm working with my coaching clients and they're struggling to be able to get that that consultation confirmed into that appointment, that transaction that needs to happen, right? And I feel like a lot of times what they're doing is they're educating, not 
I don't know. I don't even know what the right word is. You probably have it here. They over-educate. They're telling them how they're going to do it instead of creating, like you said, designing what that look is going to be for that client. So you're selling that client on that, that look through care, help, and trust, and not necessarily educating them on how they're going to process or proceed with the actual service. Well, most hairdressers actually take orders. What are we doing today? Same as last time, just a trim, just the roots today. And while that may be uh, a good check-in, um, so much could have happened during that time. We still know that the number one reason a client leaves a salon is looking for something new. So why did she not get that from that stylist? Mm -hmm. So the the how do you feel about your hair? How did your hair work last time? Are you open to try something new? Maybe it's moving the parting. Maybe it's going from blow drying it straight to curly, whatever. It could be subtle changes. It doesn't need to be a haircut or a dramatic change. Uh, so I think the consultation is it's about the client. How you execute it is, is irrelevant. That's not her worry. You're the expert. Right. What you're doing is you're describing the, how quiet or loud the style will be. You're describing the fashion of the look. You're describing either the ease or the high maintenance of the look. You're describing what it's going to do for the bone structure. Is it going to be more youthful? Is it going to be more aging? Uh, where is it going to live in that big picture? And then the mechanics mechanics of well the length will live here is the the summary well we've 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 described a look a feeling an emotion a style a design now we'll go to the practicality it will live here it will be high maintenance but you're going to come into me every day to have it blood dried it will be low maintenance and I won't see you for six months you know whatever that narrative is you are confirming and what hairdressers don't realize is you know if we went to a restaurant right now and say we're all vegan and one of our friends has this bright idea we're going to go to a steakhouse and we're vegans and the waiter's presenting the steak and they're talking about how incredible it is and la 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 we and he's selling and selling and selling we're not interested we're vegans now if he suddenly brings out a plate and says this is the vegan version oh really and this vegan version is extraordinary at the same caliber and by the way this one is like fifty dollars but blah 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 now we're listening you don't need to sell me i'm a vegan so you've got to speak the language that the client understands you've got to enter their landscape and often what happens is people fit into our time well i only have time for this or you're going to fit into what i'm comfortable doing or i wear this hairstyle so you should too yeah and these are real situations. I get it. And that's where great skill and great systems and great techniques and a great consultation keeps you on track. And when you drift and you're going on feelings and emotions or the client is pulling your strings, because I always say there are different hairdressing types. There's the puppet and the client's pulling your strings. So you're miserable because they are in control of you and you're just simply mechanically doing that. Then there's the entertainer and you're entertaining your client and you're making her feel fabulous and the haircut's okay, but you put so much energy into the entertainment. Maybe there's a few things you missed, right? Maybe the, a little bit of quietness would have served you better because you can only focus on one thing at a time. You can't have two conscious thoughts. It's only one conscious thought and everything else is habitual, is in the subconscious right mm -hmm. so you've got the puppet you've got the you've got the um the entertainer then you've got the artist 
I'm feeling the I'm feeling inspired today. I'm going to create this, which is fantastic. But can you repeat it? Mm-hmm. Sometimes no. And then you've got the technician. Their head is focused. They're really serious. And I'm going to hold this section here and I'm going to cut. And I'm very, I don't talk to my client. I'm just very focused. Now we can attract those clients that appreciate that, but it's a real tight, tight bucket to put people in. And it's not very expansive. There's no personal growth within that. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have to be all. I have to be technically strong. I have to get to nurture my artistry. I need to be gracious and be able to communicate. I'm not there to entertain. I'm there to entertain the hair. My conversations with the hair. Yeah. And then, of course, the puppet. Well, I don't want someone pulling my strings because I'm the one with the tools. So that's the one that I would always say, mm, I'm not going to go there because I'm not going to have you pull my strings. And if that is that client, I will always say, you know what? I am not your hairdresser, but I would love to recommend you to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's no problem in that. And I will even make the appointment for you so that I can make sure that you're really well taken care of. I love that. Yeah. And there is a gracious um, way to be able to navigate through all of that, you know, even a, even a struggling, you know, a struggling conversation with a client, uh, an adjustment conversation with a client, the new client, you know, there's, there's just many ways to be able to navigate that. But I love how you kind of prefaced it in the foundation being, you know, care, help and trust. And it's true. That's, that's really what we're offering on the front end, because, you know, I, I, I said to, we have a lot of new people coming, moving into our community. Um, And, you know, and so I created a campaign around new clients and I put, you know, I know how scary it is to find a new hairdresser, you know, let us, let us help you relieve that, that fear and, you know, come visit us and we'll make sure that we've set you up with the perfect stylist type of thing. So it fit right into our brand awareness. And it was like, people were like, oh my gosh, it is so scary. Like they just confirmed it. They came in and said it themselves. And, um, you know, and great, a recommendation is good. Um, of course, we know that testimonials are very good. Um, but sometimes, sometimes people just need to be spoken to and say the thing out loud. Absolutely. I, uh, when I was in London, I've had two experiences like this where I went on like undercover. So I went to a very famous hairdresser in the UK and I didn't think he would recognize me uh, because I've never played uh, in his, his uh, uh, arena. Uh, And I paid a lot of money for this haircut. And um, he didn't ask me what I did for a living. He didn't really talk about my face shape. He just decided what hairstyle I should wear. And um, I had the haircut and as he's cutting the back, I can feel it's going wrong. And so I complimented him on uh, being nominated for the British Hairdressing Awards. And he stopped for a moment and he went, hold on. He said, what's your name? And I said, "Uh, Vivian. He said, Makinda. I went, yes. He said, oh my God, I didn't recognize you. So then I felt him go through the back again. And I thought, oh my gosh, this haircut's just not what I, I have no idea what's going on, but I wanted the experience. So then I went to meet my ex-husband, who was at that time at Sassoon's, and he said to me, what happened to your hair? And I went, I don't know, he said, you look like a tulip. (laughs) (laughs) 
so upset. And I thought I spent so much money on that haircut. So then years later, I wanted to put the test to 97% of um, hairdressers think they give a consultation, but only uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually think they get the consultation, the clients, right? And so I thought, well, I'll go undercover again. And I went to a very famous salon and I just went for a blow dry. And that night I was going to a red carpet event and my hair's naturally curly. It, it responds to humidity in a crazy way. So I'm there and I know I'm paying 150 pounds for my blow dry. And so lovely gentleman, gorgeous man. Uh, he takes me straight to the backwash. And I said, excuse me, could I please have a consultation first? And I thought, I don't want to be saying this. I'm like prompting him now. And he went, really? I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just would like your opinion on if I was to get my hair cut, I'm only here for a blow dry. I would just like to know what you would do. So he takes me around to the mirror and he like plays around with it. And my hair was longer then. And he said, well, I think I'll just bring it up a bit here, put a few layers in. I went, okay. He said, do you want me to do that now? And I said, no, 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 I'll think about it. Right. Because I thought, what is, what does that mean? Didn't ask me about my lifestyle. Didn't ask me how feminine I like to look. Didn't ask me all the important questions, maintenance and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. So he gave me a fantastic shampoo. And then, uh, solid the blow dry and so he didn't even ask me what kind of blow dry I would like so then he said oh would you want it straight or curly I said well what would you recommend and he said oh uh, let's do it straight so he dragged on my hair and did the most amazing blow dry and um he didn't talk about products and uh, didn't ask why someone with short hair would be spending 150 pounds on a blow dry, which was kind of my undercover thing. So I asked, I started an eye probe and ask him about fashion and trend, what else he did. And I was just trying to figure out, am I just this one person that's not getting a consultation? And it, it was a very nice blow dry. I walked down the road and by the time I got back to my flat, the whole thing was starting to move up and change again. And I just kind of blew 150 pounds plus the tip. And I thought, I was just wanting somebody to meet me where I live to to just care about me enough and just to slow down I'm not you know I'm not a scroll on social I'm not a 10 second Pinterest whatever I just want you to connect with me and see and you know Videl always said this and it's always stuck in my heart you know he said they've always look at someone with a tender eye not a judging eye mm. and he said when you look at them look at them long enough to recognize the color of their eyes so if today you just did that one thing of looking everyone through the eyes of compassion and, and tenderness versus judging, and if you could just look at them long enough to just look at the color of their eyes, it, it's it's the first step to connecting. And, and we're so honored and blessed to work in the soul realm. The soul realm is your mind, your will, your emotions. We work in this sacred area. And when you treat it with that respect and you, you let your client be the source of inspiration so that it takes that mantle off of you, 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 you get inspired by them. And it's maybe there's a personality, maybe it's something they're wearing, something that they said. You, when you put that out there, then the magic starts to occur and it just doesn't feel like an assembly line anymore. No, that's beautiful. Oh, I, oh, that's beautiful. And listen, you, you didn't waste your money. Those were good investments because they're teaching tools for you now. Vivian McKinder, the, you know, magnificent educator and teacher for our industry. So it just, again, reinforces that you're the hairdresser's hairdresser that, you know, what do we aspire to be? How can we be better? How can we take our lid off? Um, you know, how, how do we grow when we've been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years? You know, what's, what's next for us? So I am curious, 
what is it that uh, you've got going on right now? I know you talk a lot about you have these classes and you're doing these classes mainly online, right? A lot of this this stuff is happening online. Share with us like how this is working for you and and what's available for people to be able to have this experience, to have this one-on-one with you, even if it is across, uh, you know, a screen. Yeah, well, I actually have a hybrid version, which was is is amazing. It's probably the most successful thing I've ever done. And it's uh, a combination of courses where you watch the video, you mm-hmm. show up for a live feed. So we're live and I get to see you. And I show you the technique that you've already watched in video. So we recreate it. And then after that, you photograph your work. So it's almost like viewing that session as a time to prep for photography. So then you photograph the work, you pop it into our forum, and then we give you video and uh, feedback on what you've created. Mm -hmm. So it's watching the video, being coached, being in a live event from the comfort of your home. And then it's the feedback on your work. Because so many times you do things and it would be lovely to have somebody help you with somewhere where you're or how do you move it to that next place so we do that we also take a very active interest in Instagram pages so that we can see if you're on point with your brand and how to direct you to find your signature looks Mm -hmm. so those are the online courses that we do across the platform in hair cutting and styling um, editorial work etc and then we have started our live events and and it's been so much fun we have a wonderful one that's uh, in the uh, in October it starts in, in September with the virtual and then in October we meet in New York for a photographic workshop and we're literally taking you on the journey of how to create beautiful images from your phone right the way through to working with a professional photographer so that's a photographic workshop where we're guiding you step by step and then when you arrive we already know you so you're not a stranger that's just showing up for a workshop we've now met you we've seen your work we've worked together in the collective you'll work with me for a day and then you work with myself and the photographer to create the collection which would be published in a magazine so we're doing that and we're also doing private sessions here in my studio which is where I am now and we're calling it choose your own adventure which means that I uh, have a coaching session with you one-to-one and I find out where are you I look at your Instagram I look at your brand your style and we design your workshop so I pull images so you give me images I, I I write out any pain points you're going through so we can address them and get rid of them you then come to the workshop we recreate the looks that we determined and art we photograph everything that you do and then when you leave me one month afterwards, you have a coaching call on Instagram and then you have a coaching call with me again where we can look at what you did. And I compare what you did and and the reference. Were we close? Were we better than? Or we still have work to do? So choose your own adventure is anything you want to do. There's only six people allowed in the class. So it's very intimate. And you work on the things that are important to your heart. Because I found if it's a heart project, it has richness, it has passion. It has, I'm going to be determined to do whatever it takes to make it happen. And um, so that's sort of like this lovely hybrid. And what's blown my mind, and I'm not a business person, and it's just been extraordinary to see it. I have people that with 35 years experience in the business saying to me, Viv, I'm now for the first time making a six-figure income. And I go, whoa, I can, I can save you decades I have the experience, I have the know-how. And ironically, the training, even though we're not talking about a spreadsheet, retention, referral, we're talking about none of that. I'm elevating the stylist. And as I elevate them, they are 
having a totally different experience with their guests. They're bringing in totally different people. So we have people within 10 months go from anything from 10%, which is our lowest, to 40% increase in sales. That's And I can totally see that happening because, you know, you're taking it from just a transaction to an experience for both parties, the client and the hairdresser. And then that's allowing them to be able to love what they're doing again, see the results from that client. And I'm sure that referrals and pre-bookings and product sales and all of those things are naturally happening based on that because there's that connection that you're creating, that that uh, that care, help, and trust. Yeah, it yeah. works every time. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, so how do people uh, jump into this upcoming uh, class that you have? Uh, they can go to my website, vivianmckinder.com. And on the website, you'll see a little, uh, little section that says events. And you can go there. You can also book a coaching call. And if you want um, direction on your success path and you want someone to help you with a strategy, uh, we can do that as well. Because we like to meet our clients before they engage because I'm very results driven. I'm not a digital product where you come in and you just buy a course and never show up. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that buy digital products and they go once or they don't even show up. That's not us. We have to have engagement. I've done it. Yeah. And, and what we what we separate is interest versus commitment. You know, when you're interested in something, if the stars are in alignment, you'll do it. You buy a book and you're interested in it and, and you never open the book. We're not we, we want to play with people who have a commitment. I'm committed to learn. I'm going to go through the highs, the lows. I'm committed to learn. And that's what's really important. And some people, their strategy is I failed and I'm going to try harder. But some people's strategy is I failed. I'm quitting. So we want to break through the journey of learning and getting uncomfortable so that you can have the richness you deserve. I love that. I love that. Yeah, perfect. So uh, are you guys vivianmckinder.com? Um, that's where you need to go check out what all she has to offer with events. But it sounds like there's a lot of flexibility, a lot of customization, a lot mm -hmm. of, hey, I don't know what I need. You know, can you help me discover that? Um, but, and certainly now, is there any limitations to somebody? Do they need to be in the industry for any length of time in order to, uh, you know, work with you? No, I actually, you know, my, I have a designer program where we take people through editorial styling into cutting fundamentals right the way through to mastery. Mm -hmm. And I've had somebody there with 30 years experience standing right by the side of someone who hasn't even been to cosmetology school. And the irony was she kept up with everybody because she only did what I said. Yeah. Oh, that, and that, that makes so much sense. You know, like we're, we have an apprentice working with us right now and she has no filters. There's no filters. So the way that she's learning things is, you know, very much in a, in a position for her to be able to adapt and be able to duplicate it. Um, and, uh, and, and have some of the same success that she's from the people that she's learning from. So, Yep. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. You guys, uh, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast as well. Um, I'm really excited um, to have Vivian back and Vivian, I, I definitely want to uh, have a secondary conversation with you and take this even a little bit deeper. I'd love for you to share some of these before and after results that people are getting um, as well. If, if they don't mind, they don't mind getting that kind of exposure as well. Sure. Um, because I really see that that's that 
foundational piece that we're learning a technique, we're doing a transaction next. And I, I think there's so much more to it. And you brought passion back to it. So I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you guys, uh, we'll see you again next time. And um, hopefully we'll have some fantastic guests like Vivian McKinder joining us as well. But if you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out to me, Bonnie, at bonniebonadeo.com. And of course, you know that the SOS Small Business Success Podcast can be played on Anchor, Spotify, all your usual platforms where you'd find a podcast. So I look forward to uh, having you on board and um, sharing my podcast with others as well. Thanks for being here.